one size fits all seemed like a good idea for clothes. Nice dress. Uh, it's a it's a t-shirt. Until you tried it on. Same goes for your healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers a variety of flexible, budget-friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. So whether you're between jobs, coming off a parent's plan, or even missed open enrollment, you can find the plan that fits you best. Find out more about United Healthcare coverage at uh1.com. That's uh1.com. This is Somewhere in the Skies with Ryan Sprague. Hi Ryan. Hi everyone at Somewhere in the Skies. This is Dan from that UFO podcast. Dan Zetterstrom, that is. Or Zetterstrom, depending on where you're listening from. So this sighting took place on the 8th of June, 2021, at 2.47 in the morning. This was in Barrie in South Wales. The compass heading that the object first appeared from was 147 degrees, and the weather at the time was 10 degrees Celsius, and it was completely clear skies. The layout of the property... Uh, It was a small bungalow with a garden, so I could see this huge swath of sky. It wasn't blocked by anything. To cover one of those swaths of sky, it took a a plane, which this happened after the, the I saw the UFO. It took a plane about 10 minutes <laughs> to fly over. Um... And you'll see why that's relevant as I go forward. And just to front this by saying that after this experience, I checked satellite trackers, I checked plane trackers, I checked everything. And even though I kind of knew from the movement that we didn't make things that moved that way, I still thought that it was important to to check these things. So I was sat outside looking up at a clear sky, and I asked for something to happen. And about five seconds later, this enormous owl flies over. And if you've read anything, you know, esoteric, you you know that the owls are usually a sign of high strangeness. In this case, I wouldn't have thought anything of it if what is about to happen didn't happen. This owl was so big that I I jumped. So I asked uh, for something bigger, like a bigger event. A moment later, five of the same kind of sized owls flew over the top of me in in a V formation. It was wild. So a few moments later, I look upwards, I take a deep breath, and I give gratitude to the universe and say thank you. And at that moment, I saw a a star moving right near where I was looking. It wasn't moving in any crazy way. It was just kind of steadily sauntering through the sky from north to south. So I watched it. It got to the highest point above me, and it stopped. And it stopped for long enough that it got my attention. Up until that moment, as I said, I thought it was a satellite. So as it stopped, and I registered that it had just been hanging at the same point in the the night sky for a while, 
I asked him for something impressive. And at that point, I kind of, I did a double take because the movement that he'd started making just wasn't movement that anything, any craft that we make makes. If you imagine a leaf falling on the wind, swooshing side to side and getting ever lower, that's what this thing was moving like. From the highest point in the sky, it drifted downwards like a leaf on the wind to the horizon. And just as it was about to disappear over the roof of the house, the object shot from south to north and covered the space that it took the commercial plane, you know, a good chunk of time to cover in about three seconds, and it was gone. This was simply just not ours, or at least something that doesn't use propulsion or move in the same way as as we are used to seeing. The left-right swing in motion was just wild to witness. So as I'm sat, kind of slack-jawed, mind-blown about what just happened, I once again give gratitude to the universe and say thank you and do a little meditation and then as I open my eyes four more owls fly over me (laughs) same size again and there's just no other word to describe the experience other than majestic it was a really a really impressive experience and a really life-changing experience because the way the object moved like I say, it just wasn't wasn't anything like anything I've seen humans make ever, ever. Not even secret technology, not even the wildest things that they can come up with. You know, a, a human technology. We like we like to get places fast in a straight line. We don't tend to uh, we don't tend to make things that can fall like a leaf on the wind. That is one of many experiences that took me from. A believer to a a Noah, and not Noah like Noah's Ark. I mean, like Noah like K N O W E R. This thing was anomalous. This thing was extremely likely to not be ours. I wish I had footage of it. It was this sighting that made me go, you know what? When I have a house, I'm I'm totally going to set up this, you know, a system on the roof to kind of just track these things. It's one of many experiences and. I hope I can share the rest with you in the future. But thank you for listening and thank you for giving me an opportunity to share. Hi Ryan, my name is Ashley. I just wanted to share a story that is somewhat relevant to everything that's going on in North America this past two weeks. Um, so this happened on Veterans Day in 2018 in Kenosha, Wisconsin. Um, I was out to breakfast with my two daughters and we were, and I'm going to be really specific just because I can. Um, We were in a restaurant called Mike's Chicken and Donuts that is no longer there. It sat at the corner of 56th Street and 7th Avenue right by Lake Michigan on the shore basically. Um, And my daughters and I were seated at a window that was facing 56th Street. And so we're sitting there and we look out the window, everything's totally normal. And I look up and I see a silver ball that is just going overhead from the southwest, 
traveling in a ballistic trajectory to the northeast. So it, you know, it's heading diagonal. And as I'm looking up, I notice that there is another one that I can only presume is about maybe 10 miles uh, north of it, flying completely parallel to it. Um, I watched this thing, my daughter, I, you know, I pointed out to my daughter who was eight or nine at the time and I asked her like, oh my gosh, do you see this? What is that? And, you know, we acknowledge it, we look at it and because of it going in a ballistic straight line trajectory, not making any zigzags or anything, I didn't really think that it was, you know, a big deal or anything, but it, you know, it was definitely odd. Um, but we watched it the whole time until it disappeared into, you know, too, as far away, too far away for me to see. Um, but they were both completely spherical silver balls. There was absolutely no marking of any kind that I could see. There was no differentiation in color. They were completely silver. And, you know, I know that I can't tell how high or low they were, but they were low enough for me to be able to tell that they were spheres. If I had to guess, I would say that they were within probably about 16,000 feet, um, and I'm only able to make that guess because where Kenosha, Wisconsin sits is right between Chicago and Milwaukee, and planes fly the landing path is through Kenosha for Milwaukee. And the takeoff path from O'Hare Airport goes straight north, obviously, if they're heading north. So I see low planes very frequently. And I know, um, you know that they can't obviously be too high. And they're certainly not at um, you know cruising altitude of 32,000 feet. So anyway... Um, I'm watching this and, you know, they're heading out over the lake and I, you know, I watch it. I notice that there's the second one and I would say that they were probably between five and ten, like, ground miles apart in the sky. And I only assume that because, you know, you can see farther in the sky, but they were still close enough to where I could tell, you know, what was going on. That They were both silver balls that had no identifying marks on them. They made no sound whatsoever. There was, you know, when the planes are low in Kenosha, you can hear them over your, over a building if you're inside. But yeah, I, I don't know. I don't know what it was. I don't, I never really said anything to anybody about it because it just didn't seem like it was um, super special or anything like that. You know, I just saw two balls in the sky. But um, I believe that it was not satellites because of the position of the sun. I saw this at about 11 o'clock in the morning. On Veterans Day, and you know, Kenosha, Wisconsin, it faces the lake which the sun rises in the east, and so the sun would have been almost directly overhead at this point. And you know, if you, there have been times that I've like laid out um, on my back deck at the time, which also faced east, that when the sun sets, you can, if you're looking straight up, if the sky is clear, you can identify. A satellite, like you'll actually be able to see the sort of cross shape of, like, you know, the working area of the satellite versus the solar array on either side of it, and you'll you can see it reflecting 
the sunlight from the setting sun at certain times. So it wasn't, whatever these spheres were, they were not high in the sky. Um, they weren't the typical satellites that you see. And this was in 2018. And I don't believe that Starlo- Starlink had been launched yet. And even still, I don't really understand. I mean, I don't know anything about this type of stuff, but there were two of them. They were identical. They were flying at the same rate of speed, completely parallel to one another. There were no identifying markers. And, you know, I I saw it with my own eyes. Um, I never looked to see if anybody had also reported this on like MUFON or anything like that. So I suppose I should go and check that out. But with everything going on, I just wanted to share this with someone who may have heard it before. Um, Maybe I saw whatever surveillance things are being taken down now. I I have no idea, but I can say they were bigger than a car. That's for sure. Um, Thanks for listening. Email me back. Let me know what you think. If anything, it's just what happened, what I observed. Thanks, and I hope you're enjoying Scotland. Bye. Hey, Ryan. Thank you for allowing me the opportunity to share my experiences with you. It's an honor and a pleasure to do so. My name is Tom Thompson. Some people may recognize me from my YouTube channel, Cortex Zero, Podcast Zero, and my activity in the online UFO community, specifically on Twitter. I'm a guitarist slash musician, content creator, an artist, and I own a small digital design company. I've been researching the phenomenon for most of my life, which, based on my age, would make that over 25 years of personally investigating the more inexplicable side of life. This is my personal story of the UFO sighting that I had as a child, which significantly intensified my interest in not only the phenomenon, but all the other subjects that are typically connected to it even further. Growing up, I already had an immense interest in things of this nature, but this is what really dumped gasoline on that fire. So when I was nine years old, I was in the Boy Scouts, and I was on my very first camping trip ever. On this particular evening, I was in the process of earning my fire badge, so when everyone called it a night, two of us would tend to the campfire and make sure it was out. One of the adults would then check the fire just to be on the safe side, and we would receive our badges. It had been a pretty interesting night, considering we had a campground right next to us that was occupied by a group of Wiccans. I'm not sure what they were out there for, but at the time it felt like some kind of celebration. The chanting and singing coming from their camp was really beautiful and carried on into the early morning hours. After tending the fire and earning our badges, one of my friends and I decided to stay up a bit later, excited over the fact that we technically had no designated bedtime that we had to abide by strictly. I had exited my tent, which was occupied by myself and three of my friends. We sat down on the logs around the campfire, just chit-chatting, while I poked the remains of the now-extinguished fire with a stick. I remember how clear the night was. That really sticks out in my mind, amongst some other details. The camp was situated in this nice clearing in the woods surrounded by a tree line that broke apart to reveal a circular section of the sky. This was in the middle of Lebanon State Forest, now known as Brendan T. Byrne State Forest in southern New Jersey. This was a very clear, very bright spring evening into early morning, cloudless with the stars prominently displayed above us. My friend and I were just carrying on a regular conversation, and I can still remember the smell of the woods distinctly. The air was very still, 
aside from the occasional light breeze here and there. Even that was hardly noticeable. We were sitting there for maybe a half hour or so, and out of nowhere there was just this whoosh. This pushing of air all around us that happened, and it didn't feel like a natural breeze. It almost had the quality of a car driving past you at a high speed. You can just tell the difference between that and the wind. As I took notice to this, I felt the hairs on my body stand up. It was this remarkably weird, static electrical sensation as if I was sitting next to a giant latex rubber balloon. Just a few seconds after I began to feel that weird static electricity, I couldn't help but notice that the usual noises of the outdoors were now non-existent. It didn't make any sense that all the various wildlife around us would simultaneously fall silent like that. It was ominous, but that's when it happened. Something caught my attention in my peripheral vision to my upper right in the sky. It started protruding from that section of the sky. It slowly moved further into view until the entire object was visible. It was massive, and I mean that. Just enormous, especially for anything that would be flying through the sky. The moon was exceptionally bright on this night, so there was no misidentifying the object, and it obscured the stars behind it. This craft, whatever it was, was triangular with this deep, beautiful, yet featureless matte black texture. Each corner of the triangle came to a sort of rounded point not quite sharp. There weren't any discernible rivets or lines of any kind. It wasn't moving very fast. It was comparable to a ship out on calm seas. I just cannot stress the immense size of this object enough. It filled a significant portion of the chunk of sky that was available to us over the clearing we were in. It couldn't have been more than a few hundred feet over the top of the trees. My friend and I didn't say a word, and we didn't make a single move, not initially. I remember being so mesmerized by the triangle that it was almost as if my brain was on autopilot. The craft came to a very slow stop in the direct center of the clearing overhead, and on each corner of this craft, three lights in succession, starting from the very front of the object, moving to the left, and then the right just flickered on in a strange fade-in sort of fashion. It was kind of like a smartphone when you hit your power button and the screen fades out, but in reverse. I will never forget the quality of the lights. They were gorgeous for some reason. They were white lights, but they all had a sort of haze around them that reminded me of a customized set of aftermarket headlights on a car, but much more striking. It was like an aqua blue fluorescent haze. It was just one of the most beautiful things I think I've ever seen. This is when I finally said, oh my god, what is that? Look at that. Look at that. Are you seeing that? Am I imagining this? You know, I just wanted to be sure. I needed that verbal confirmation from my friend. He was badly freaked out and all he could say was i see it i see it like i remember him just stuttering like someone who had been out in the cold for too long and he was physically more frightened than i was he was trembling and he actually stood up and was sort of pacing in a small space back and forth while keeping his gaze on this gigantic black triangle the craft began to move again and as it did we felt that unnatural electromagnetic sensation escalate as it made its way across the sky again as it disappeared over the trees, the hairs on my body ceased to stand on end, accompanied by yet another unnatural whoosh of air, and maybe four to five seconds after we could no longer see the triangle, 
the noises one would expect to hear out in the woods at night return to their natural state. Now, you would expect kids of our age to wake everyone up screaming and shouting about what had happened, but we just didn't. That sticks out when I recall this event. We went back to the tent, and I don't think we slept very much, but we just didn't talk about it the rest of the night. Considering I already knew so much about the phenomenon even at such a young age, the stigma associated with the subject prevented me from sharing this story with almost anyone for several years. As I've gotten older though, I have shared it on several occasions, including in one of my earliest YouTube videos, though I didn't go into the kind of detail there as I did here. At 33, I have lived with this experience as one of the driving factors in me researching the phenomenon and related subjects. This happened to me, and there's no changing that fact. It changed everything. I went from a believer to an experiencer. The difference is massive. I still get chills when I sit and picture that triangular ship gliding through the sky. I'm left with really only two potentialities as far as what it was. Black military or aerospace tech of the highest order, or non-human intelligence. The technology required to get that thing off the ground, let alone maneuver it through the air, didn't exist, at least publicly, in 1998, nor does it exist now in 2023. There have been moments of mostly internalized frustration associated with sharing my experience, mostly stemming from relaying it to the closed-minded among us. I get it though, I do. Still, I can't help but wish they could have seen what I did and felt everything that I felt that early morning. This experience altered the trajectory of my entire existence. I am not insane. I have never been diagnosed with any significant or debilitating mental illness. I'm just a guy looking for answers to the most profound questions we have asked as a species. This is why I'm active in the community, why I talk about these subjects on my YouTube channel and podcast, and why I am relentless in this search. I live with the knowledge that something is happening, and it's a double-edged sword like almost nothing else. This one is much more recent. On November 26th, 2022, an event occurred that caught me completely off guard. Even though this is not the first time this type of thing has taken place in my life, it takes nothing away from the sheer awe I found myself in as I laid eyes on something I could not explain floating in the sky above me. At approximately 2.17pm Eastern Standard Time, I was driving my work truck, heading east in the direction of my job to return from doing field visits. Ironically, only 10 minutes prior to this, I had been recording a vlog video on the phenomenon. As I approached the intersection where I would be taking a left turn, there was a sharp, bright glimmer that caught my eye above me through the windshield. I looked upward, and there it was. In the sky above my truck was this cone, just sitting in place, yet it was rotating. Not very fast, but just turning in a circular motion. The top portion of the cone came to a sharp point, and with the sun to its right, it glistened almost like metal, but it had a very glassy, translucent appearance. The blue sky was clear of any real cloud cover, so I had the object in full direct view. Honestly, it was a beautiful thing to lay eyes on. My sense of time began to waver, not to mention the fact that I had to keep my eyes on the road. The sighting lasted for what I estimate to be the slowest three seconds I've ever experienced. And then it vanished. But not in a split second flash or anything like that. It was as if the object took the sky behind it and wrapped it around itself like a sheet and faded behind it. 
At this point, my phone was now in my hand, with my camera on and ready. It had transpired too quickly for me to even have a chance of capturing anything, but just in case the object decided to show itself one more time, I pulled over into the parking lot directly to my right and began to record. I waited for about 10 minutes or so, but to no avail. I was stunned. It really took me by surprise, ironically appearing just after I had recorded a video talking about the phenomenon. It was as if I was being teased by whatever the intelligence was behind this event. After I stopped the recording, I got back into my truck. I began recording a different clip, one where I made note of my location, the time, date, and the quick details of what I had seen. Not too long after this, I returned to my job and I filed a report with the National UFO Reporting Center. I provided as detailed a description as possible. It really kills me that the object, whatever it was, vanished before I even had the slightest chance to capture it on video or in the least a photo. Regardless, I was grateful to have seen such a beautiful and mysterious sight. The rest of the week was pretty odd for me too. I'm not sure if these events are related, but I still wanted to make note of anything out of the ordinary because this is how the phenomenon seems to operate based on what I know of it. For the next week, every single night, my dreams were dramatically lucid just out of nowhere. On the 28th, two days after the sighting, the way my day began was extremely unusual. Following yet another lucid dream for some reason, when I got up out of bed, and I've never had this type of feeling to such an extraordinary degree, I was questioning whether or not I was still asleep. It was really odd. I've had that kind of thing last for maybe a few seconds in bed before getting up plenty of times prior, but this stopped me in my tracks and lasted 15 minutes or so. Again, I don't really know if there's any direct correlation between my sighting and this unusual sleep pattern and subsequent incident of my mind questioning my surroundings, but I feel it was more than worth noting. That's not all, though. On three separate occasions over that next week, I experienced what I can only describe as precognition. I am not claiming to be some kind of mystic here, and I have my own personal opinions on such phenomenon, but this really couldn't be ignored. And during meditation, I had been experiencing very strange presences around me, very similar to the feeling that you'll get when someone enters the room you're in, you haven't even laid eyes on them yet. In the months following the sighting, it feels like my life has entered a beautiful new chapter. So many wonderful things have begun to happen, and I can't help but feel as though that cone in the sky may have been a sign of the great things that have now come to fruition. There is no way for me to know whether or not that's true, but all I know is that we know very little at all. Thanks again, Ryan. It was my honor and pleasure to share my stories with you and everyone else that will end up reading them or hearing them. Take care, my friend. The Somewhere in the Skies podcast is free to listen to every week, but if you would like to help support the show, we have a very active Patreon page where you give what you think the show is worth. In return, you'll get early access to the main show, bonus episodes, and priority to ask our guests your listener questions. Your support truly makes the show continue and grow. So, to learn more and to join, visit patreon.com slash somewhere skies. Hey guys, Ryan here. When I'm not making the Somewhere in the Skies podcast... 
I'm listening to podcasts. And one of my favorite go-tos has always been Guide to the Unknown. Guide to the Unknown is a podcast about horror movies and the paranormal. Every week, siblings Kristen Anderson and Will Rogers discuss pop culture and the unexplained from the perspective of a celebrity skeptic and a sort of believer. Favorite episodes include a look at haunted amusement parks, listener stories, cursed thrift store purchases, and breakdowns of tons of horror video games, TV shows, and movies. They even have an episode dedicated to Seinfeld scares. Come on, don't tell me Crazy Joe Devola or Mr. Marbles still don't give you nightmares. They also have episodes dedicated to spooky Airbnbs, the Roswell Incident, and even hamster orbs. Yes, you heard that right. And you can hear new episodes of Guide to the Unknown every Friday on all major podcast apps. There's also a weekly video version of the show on the Guide to the Unknown YouTube channel. Be sure to follow the show on all social media, at GTTUPod. And be sure to let Kristen and Will be your guide to the unknown. Subscribe today and keep looking up. Small details are big surfaces. Tight corners are odd shapes. Flat, rounded, textured, or tall. Whatever your next project, there's a spray paint pattern that's just right. Because Rust-Oleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rust-Oleum. Even on a budget, quality is non-negotiable. That's why Quince is the place to score high-end essentials at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Get your hands on buttery soft cashmere sweaters from just 60 bucks, Italian leather jackets, and so much more. And the best part about Quince? They exclusively partner with factories committed to safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Elevate your style without the elevated price tag with Quince. Go to Quince.com upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else. Even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash people today. Hi there, Ryan. I just want to thank you very much for giving me the chance to share my story on your podcast and uh, with all your listeners. It's an absolute pleasure and, uh, yeah, going to get straight into it. So my name is uh, Rob Scott and uh, I'm from the west coast of Ireland, from a small village called Ahagower and just outside of a town called Westport. I guess from a very young age, I was always fascinated by uh, UFOs or aerial phenomenons, as they're called now, and also the paranormal. So yeah, I guess the story starts in the summer of 2022. Uh, I moved to Vancouver 
in the summer of 2019. So I was there a couple of years before uh, this event took place. Before that, I had never witnessed anything supernatural in the skies before, but always had the hope one day that uh, I would get the chance to uh, to witness something. I guess it started my first uh, my first account of it would have been at the back of my house on on my deck. Uh, I was playing guitar with my girlfriend up on the deck and having a few beers. So I always used to go up there, chill out, and just uh, look up at the sky at the at at the night time. The skies were always super clear during the summer in Vancouver. You could you could see everything up there. Um, and that night, it was it was super quiet. It was about ten p.m. Super quiet. You could hear a pin drop, and so I was just relaxing, leaning back in my chair. Uh, against the deck and had my eyes fixated on the skies and I witnessed a triangular object fly above me with three lights underneath uh, one on each corner three white lights quite faint but visible to the eye uh, nonetheless flying at quite some speed it it must have been a couple of hundred uh, hundred miles an hour um, completely silent as it flew above me it was no more than 1000 feet um, so as soon as I seen this I was I was absolutely shocked I shouted at my girlfriend and uh, of course she didn't see it even though I told her to to keep her eyes on the sky in case anything ever does fly by so I have uh, I have a witness there to back me up but anyways, uh, she didn't see it. It was just myself. And so I shouted at her straight away, did you see it? Did you see it? And uh, she said, no, no, what are you talking about? So I just said, I just seen this. I seen this thing fly by, like, super low. And um, I was absolutely, I was I was shocked at what I'd seen. I, cu- I couldn't believe it. So at first I was like, okay, surely this, this has to be a plane. Um, it was flying from north to south, and so at first I thought it was a plane. So I checked my uh, my flight radar on my phone to see if there were any uh, any aircrafts in the area flying from north to south. And lo and behold, there was zero aircrafts in the area. And um, I was like, okay, that's that's quite odd. I guess it it has to be something else. So yeah, this thing that I seen it was. Flying super low, 1,000 feet, no more, uh, high rate of speed. And it had a wingspan of at least, uh, I'm guessing, maybe 40 to 60 feet. Shaped like a triangle with uh, one light on each corner. So I guess after the uh, after I witnessed it, I was uh, I was trying to disprove myself to, to see if it... Uh, if it was an airplane, but obviously not because I checked the uh, the flight radar, and uh, that was a no go as there was nothing flying in the area at that time from north to south. So it, uh, my second thought was then it was a, a UFO, something which I had uh, I'd never witnessed before, especially that close. You know, it was only it was no more than a thousand feet above me, and. Um, 
yeah so i was i was pretty shocked when i seen it but i always believed that uh that these aircraft were out there but i also thought it could have been uh military as well because i know i know the u.s military has stealth aircraft that um that looks similar to the uh, the aircraft that i seen but i know that stealth aircraft have uh are quite noisy when they're flying low but this one had it was it was completely silent as it flew across at at a high rate of speed above me so yeah i guess i guess that's that's really that's really about it like you know i i i try i kept trying to say to myself like you know it was an aircraft it was an aircraft but there was nothing in the area so it uh it had to have been uh, a, U- a ufo so i guess today i i look back on it and think you know what a crazy experience but also i'm very grateful that i got to witness it because i'd never never witnessed um something like that before so yeah that's uh that's that's really it uh, that's my the height of my uh ufo story yeah so i just want to want to thank you very much for for letting me share my story on your podcast and uh best of luck in the future thank you ryan hello ryan my name is uh ben i live in southeastern pennsylvania the area around here is uh, very rural uh, mostly farming country. A lot of the Amish community uh, resides in the area. Uh, my family has been farmers for many generations. I actually live right across the road from our farm, um, but grew up on this farm, was born born and raised here. So um, I actually do antique restoration and, and farm for, for over 20 years. I've been self-employed, building furniture and restoring restoring antiques uh, my shops are on this or on our 120 acre farm here yeah i'd like to tell you a few of unexplainable experiences that uh occurred to me um the first one happened uh, about 12 years ago i was um alone outside uh, raking leaves in my front yard and across from my place oh maybe like 100 yards Right across the road is the the farm and the fields, and there's a driveway, a long, a long driveway that goes in between the fields. And the driveway is uh, it's lined with uh, these huge white pine trees. Uh, my grandfather actually had them planted years and years and years ago. So I just happened to look up and see this dark shadow uh, come across the the left field. It was maybe a hundred feet off the ground, if that, uh, and it and it stopped over top of the last um, white pine tree at the end of the driveway. And when I looked at it, it was it was a huge black triangle. Maybe each side was 30, 40 feet of the triangle. Um, it made no noise whatsoever. I could see the the angle from it because it was kind of up from me. I could see the bottom of it, and at each point, it was illuminated. Like, I want to say a round light, but it it wasn't like a spotlight. Oh, and it was it was probably 
maybe four or five o'clock, so it's still light out. I had a really clear view of this thing. Um, but it was, I don't know, it was like an orb, but it was part of the ship underneath. Um, I was awestruck. I just stopped what I'm doing, stopped what I was doing, and uh, looked out across and was just blown away by what this was. At first, I'm thinking maybe some, uh, you, you know, Air Force craft or something, but it, it made no noise whatsoever. Uh, and it just, I was immediately just was like, I think this is a UFO. Um, so I just stopped and stared at it. It hovered above this pine tree, not too far above it, uh, for, it felt like forever, but it was probably 20, 30 seconds maybe. And then it just slowly moved across my field of vision to the right, no noise, same height same altitude off the ground, pretty, pretty low, right, right there, man. And, uh, then all of a sudden it was gone. It literally appeared to dis- disappear in front of my, my eyes. I, I don't know. That's the only way I can explain it. It was, it was there and gone. Um, just it was so cool. What, what an experience. Uh, and I went inside and my wife was in there with the kids, they were little at the time. And, you know, I told her and she was kind of like, wow, that's so cool. But, you know, that was it. So, but to me, it, it changed me. I've always been interested in UFOs and outer space and just stargazing and hiking across the fields at night and just looking for stuff, just, just out of curiosity. But, you know, always felt like there was more to just this earth and, and humans. Um, so, uh, and, and sure enough, I got to witness something. So I thought it was special and, and it just made me want to delve into the topic more and see what was out there. And, and boy, I realized that there's a lot of this that goes on, um, especially now at this time with, with what the military has released. Um, you know, I, I believe they know, and they're either not telling us or they probably don't know everything either. So my other experience I wanted to share, which actually happened a couple months ago, I think it was probably the end of summer. Me and my son were in my wood shop working, and all of a sudden we hear this really loud noise. Um, it f- could almost feel it, uh, like uh, literally shaking the windows in in the shop. Um, you know, like the vinyl windows uh, that people have. Uh, anyway, so we go outside to see what this is, and we look across the fields, and sure enough, there is this fighter jet, what looked like, you know, an Air Force fighter jet, coming across the fields pretty low, so low, and I'm guessing that's why it was so loud, uh, came across the fields, and we were like, just, what's going on here? Why is this thing flying so low? Because it was so loud, and sure enough, there was a, a gray, silver, round ball. I don't know. Compared to the jet, it was maybe it was six, eight feet in diameter. A um, couple hundred yards, maybe more in front of this jet. And so this, this ball comes across our field of vision, across the field, and this fighter jet is following. It clearly was evident this thing was following this ball 
And me and my son were just started running across, sprinting across the field, just trying to keep up with it. So it was in our sight. And we're yelling at each other like, it's chasing this this gray ball. This is incredible. What What's going on? And then, strangely enough, the fighter jet does this odd maneuver. Uh, to me, it was odd, but I'm sure it's common with these guys. But he kind of hung hard left, still slowed way down, hung hard left, and, and kind of went up and to the side. And three or four flares shot out of this fighter jet. Uh, really bright flares. By this time... The jet was kind of like over top of the neighbor's field, which isn't that far away. Uh, so these flares were let go over top of this field, but he's still real low. And sure enough, he then he resumes his, his flight path. And, and by this time, this great ball has become a dot in our vision, but it's still just rolling, I mean, across the sky. And so this jet now, this gray ball had a pretty good lead on it, but the jet just took off what looked like right after, you know, after this gray ball. So that was really cool. Um, at one point, it pretty much everything just kind of disappeared. It got far away from us and we could still hear it. The jet um, didn't hear anything as far as the ball. The jet, if it was making noise, the jet was clearly overpowering it because um, how, of how loud it was. But yeah, the ball just kind of disappeared. One thing that struck me, though, is when, before we lost sight of this gray ball, it it, it almost changed color. Now, I don't know if it was <clears throat> some atmospheric thing or it was there was no, no clouds in the sky, or if they were, they were way up. Um, but it went real, like a light gray, almost white, and then back to the dark gray. It appeared to almost to change colors. Um, so... And me and my son, we did actually, we, you know, just have some iPhones and we took them out. At one point we stopped running. We're out of breath. We're like, let's try and videotape this. So we put the video on and, uh, you know, we're trying to, we couldn't get much on. Everything was happening so fast and, you know, far distances with those cameras. They just, at least on our phones, they, they weren't very well. Uh, you couldn't see very well with them or record much. Um, but we do, I think my son, he did catch some of the jet, um, the fighter jet on there. And, and mine, I maybe caught a little bit, but it was mostly just, you could just hear the jet on there. And of course, our um, excited state, we were, we were really like blown away by this, blown away. I try and remain skeptical on all this stuff, I try and really view it that way. Uh, I'm not real quick to just believe everything, you know. I really, you know, I know there's plenty of stuff out there. People, people will try and get get you to believe anything, but I do believe, you know, a certain percentage of what we are seeing and hearing and uh, through through uh, you know on the internet or from people, eyewitness accounts and stuff. I I actually believe there's definitely truth within it. Um, I also believe. The government knows a lot more than we do, and I feel like they're probably scared to tell us the truth. There's, it's just hard to believe that there's that we're, we would be the only ones in this vast universe, and it's uh, uh, fascinating to think about for me. Um, and I feel, uh, I think, uh, I feel really, uh, it's real special that I've been able to witness some of this stuff. You know, unexplainable. Hey, I'm not saying that it's you know. That black triangle is full of aliens. I don't know what it was. Um, I, a part of me wants to 
think that it was um, for something like that. But, uh, you know, until we physically see this stuff and they land in, in the field and come out and say hi, uh, then, you know, it's hard to just say that's exactly what this is. But uh, I'd like to think that it's something, you know, from from another area in the universe or um, who knows. Uh, I, I find it odd that they're that they are just showing themselves. It's like they want to prime us for something or they're just like planting a seed, like to get us thinking along the lines of, of uh, you know, there's something else out there. We're just kind of giving you a little bit here. Here we are. But, you know, and make you, you know, process this. There's something definitely is going on. And uh, it makes me fortunate to be able to share my, my little bit my little stu- my few little stories of, of what I've seen. Uh, there's so many of them. Um, I think I think it's important. Um, what you're doing, Ryan, is is great to get make people aware of what's going on because there's so many people that I can't really tell this to. I've tried, and they just are. You know, they're just nine to five. They're doing their thing, and 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 they don't have time to think outside the box. I've always just been a person who who has questioned everything. So I, I kind of just keep this stuff more to myself. A few of my friends, close friends and family, you know, I've told. But uh, a lot of them are just like, well, that's neat, you know, and, and they don't have much to offer towards it. But, you know, it's kind of like until you see it, it's hard to it's hard to grasp. I get it. But anyway, yeah, that's, that's, that's my story. Thanks for having me, and uh, I'm glad I could share it. Hi, Ryan. Thank you for giving me the opportunity to share the story of my encounter with a black triangle with your audience. My name is Patrick. I'm 35 years old. I'm from Dresden in Germany, and I'm a customs police officer. The encounter happened on July 25th, 2013, so almost 10 years ago, in southwest Germany. Uh, It happened right at the French border, literally right at the French uh, border, and it was a approximately 10.30 p.m. when my ex and I went outside uh, to have a cigarette. We had a house with a pool and um, yeah, we were standing and sitting by the pool and we were talking like always and suddenly I noticed three oddly bright stars in the corner of my eye hovering above where France would have been. There was also a nuclear power plant so about that in that area. I don't know if that has anything to do with it. Um, just think it's uh, noteworthy. Uh, as I said, I looked over my shoulder, and in that moment when I looked up at those stars, they quickly descended, like super fast, like on a straight line. Boom, there was. Completely unexpected. A pitch black triangular craft, a structured craft, hovering completely silent without making a noise about 30 feet above our heads. It was kind of looking at us, uh, I would describe it. The belly first, uh, the lights were looking at us, pointed towards us. Each side of the triangle was approximately 30 feet long. Um, so 10 meters, that's the measurement I use. Uh, I would say 30 feet, maybe a little more than 30 feet, but really close. The lights in each corner they were extremely bright, but they were not blinding. 
I don't know how to describe it. It's really hard to put it in words. Uh, if I had to describe them somehow, I would call them pure lights. I've never seen anything like that before. We were absolutely gobsmacked. Like, you know, deer caught in the headlights. Or if you would uh, encounter a bear in the wilderness, you turn around and there's a bear. You you know, you freeze. So we felt absolutely paralyzed as if we were like, hypnotized or controlled. I'm not saying we were, but that's just how it felt. Just frozen and staring in disbelief. Everything was or seemed silent in that moment. Everything has fallen silent. Before you could hear frogs and crickets because, you know, we had that pool and was out in the village and um, yeah, everything just was silent. It was just a triangle existing in that moment. Um, yeah. It was if, as if time had stopped. Oddly enough, neither one of us can tell if it lasted five seconds, 30 seconds, three minutes that the triangle was there. As I said, time seemed to have stopped. Um, yeah, and then before it took off, it started to move super fast, like from the left upwards to the right. It was kind of zigzagging, like a ping pong ball, or I don't know how else to describe it. It was totally surreal, like this shouldn't be happening. But I don't think I thought anything in that moment. I did not understand what was happening. And yeah, then it shot off towards space in an instant. It was so freaking fast, it left trails of light behind. Like in that Star Wars or Star Trek scene when they hit warp speed. I don't know, I wasn't much of a Star Trek fan, but um, yeah, that, that's the best I can describe it. It left these trails of light behind. And during all of this, it didn't make the slightest noise. It left like it was a bullet shot out of a gun. But no noise, nothing. We immediately turned our heads towards each other towards each other and um yeah we had to confirm that we really just saw what we saw and we both saw what we saw a black triangle i've never heard of a black triangle before in my life i, I was interested in, in ufos uh, whenever they came up on tv but that was about it um yeah we looked up again then we looked at each other again and we didn't have to say a word and both ran into the house because in that moment like reality kicked in the flight instinct and fear kicked in um i remember being very scared in that instant because i did not know what happened however uh, my curiosity though um quickly took over again and i went outside um looking up but the craft never returned like i thought i could make out three stars because you know before it looked also like stars but just brighter um, that were a triangle, but nah, nothing. So it never returned. That was it. Um, that's um, what happened. I didn't choose to have that sighting, but yeah, it happened. It was a blessing because I feel lucky you know, for, to know for a fact that the phenomenon is real. But um, it was a curse because many people just don't believe you, naturally. Some choose ridicule, which was really hard because I know what happened and, and they, they just would laugh it off. But yeah, I mostly got over that. Um, what's worse is that this incident has created a ton of questions. So many questions. More than I had before, but uh, it hasn't provided many answers. The only answer I got is that the phenomenon is real. And 
Nobody can take that from me. I will not say or claim that what we saw was alien or ET because I have simply no way of knowing that or confirming that. But what I know is that the craft was 100% real, 100%. Needless to say that um, that night has changed my life forever. Funnily enough, not right away as much as one would think. So I had a lot of things going on. Um, We went um, on vacation, a quick vacation the next day, because the next week I was transferred to a new city where I live now. And yeah, I just generally had so much going on that we didn't even talk much about it. Um, Then after a few weeks and months, we would bring that topic up every once in a while. But um, it didn't um, have that much of an impact in my life uh, as it has now and it probably started with a New York Times article um, but yeah as I said before the questions that I have in my head and, and I have no answers I mean I used to be pretty atheist a hardcore atheist I would have uh, called myself I made fun of religion in my younger years so in that sense I definitely deserve the ridicule I got from other people but um, yeah, it didn't turn me, didn't make me religious. Um, it just, I'm very open-minded now. Let's put it that way. Um, since that night, I know that all I know is that I know nothing, except for that that triangle was real. It was there. It was unambiguous. That's the definition of unambiguous. And um, yeah. As I said, um, since that New York Times article came out, that's when it really kicked in for me. And it's now a daily part of my life. Um, I made my story public um, on on Reddit after having um, found also new friends. Uh, You know, I lost friends, but I've also found new friends on Twitter. I connected with people who have had similar uh, experiences. So, as I said, I'm very grateful for that. But I want to end this with um, yeah, saying that all I know is that I know nothing, absolutely nothing except for that the phenomena is real and I, I hope that one day we will have something like disclosure that everybody will accept the reality whatever Small details are big surfaces, tight corners are odd shapes, flat rounded, textured or tall whatever your next project there's a spray paint pattern that's just right because Rustoleum's new Custom Spray 5-in-1 gives you control with five different spray patterns. So you can tackle nooks, crannies, edges, and curves without worrying about drips, runs, uneven coverage, or anything else. Custom Spray 5-in-1. Only from Rustoleum. Even when we're on a budget, we still deserve nice things. Quince is a place to scoop up stunning high-end goods for 50-80% to 80% less than similar brands. They have buttery soft cashmere sweater starting at $50, luxurious Italian leather bags, and so much more. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get the high-end goods you'll love without the high price tag with Quince. Go to quince.com style for free shipping and 365-day returns. That even is or means, and yeah, I can just um, suggest everyone to keep looking up in the sky because there is something somewhere in the skies. Thanks for having me, Ryan.
Somewhere in the Skies is produced by Third Kind Productions in association with the Entertainment One Podcast Network. UFOs seem to be invading both our skies and our news outlets like never before. And more people are starting to look up and are wondering who or what might be out there. In 2016, Ryan Sprague introduced the world to countless UFO encounters that had never been made public before. And now, in the second edition of his book, he revisits these events and introduces brand new UFO cases in Somewhere in the Skies, a human approach to the UFO phenomenon. How have these events changed the lives of those involved? And what might it tell us about the phenomenon? With in-depth follow-ups, brand new chapters, and detailed testimony from credible witnesses and insight from those in the psychological, academic, and scientific fields, Somewhere in the Skies, a human approach to the UFO phenomenon, weaves together a story of stories, attempting to get to the heart of these mysteries one experience at a time. Available now on Amazon in both paperback and ebook. To learn more, visit somewhereintheskies.com. 